you have officially been cleared for communication with the Is It Sick Talk Show! Your contacts require immediate communication. Your first contact, codename, Greek Dog. The threat of texts and whatnot of just like all the, all the like, oh, hey, dude, I got food poisoning. I can't record tonight. Like, oh, we got to move it to like, so, you know, if you've been a, if you've been a fan of the show and you've been listening and you've been wondering like, Jesus Christ, what the fuck happened? Uh, all of a sudden it's coming out on a Friday. It was coming out on Wednesday. It's just a bunch of guys trying to get it together. Yeah, we had a boom box back there powered by batteries. We had three CDs. One of them was the new 311, the blue one with down on it. The song I hated was All Mixed Up, though. I did not like All Mixed Up. That song was for girls who were prissy bitches to be like, oh, we listened to some rock. And I was like, oh, fuck. And the Hungarian Iron God. I was just thinking how bizarre it's going to be like for someone to listen to this and hear all the clips of us talking from before. If this was their first episode and they didn't hear me say, that's why capitalism or whatever the fuck I said. We're just going to sound as out of fucking context as ever. It's going to be fucking loony. Welcome in. Is it Safe Talk Show? I'm Michael. He's Steve. That's Luke. The three regulars who do the show every week. Is it Safe Pod at gmail.com? If you want to send an email, you can send an email like this one from Travis. Hey, fellas. Michael, my friend, you mistakenly besmirched my good name. Michael Giacano is the composer of He's the Batman. Damon. Albam of Blur and Gorillas worked with Michael Nyman, composer of the score for Gattaca. I rejoiced in your bashing. So, wait. I, well, I didn't say we're talking about Ravenous, what? so I don't understand. What What am I missing here? Why are we talking about Michael Nyman for the score for Gattaca? How does that play in? Did someone else say Michael Nyman? I didn't say that. I definitely did not say that. I Steve, I don't remember this. I I don't remember that. That's putting it mildly. Okay. Well, Travis, I honestly, so was it, because I don't remember, I just remember saying I didn't remember the guy who did the Batman score, but that's Michael G. Aquino. But I thought he was also the guy that participated on Ravenous. But if it wasn't him, it was this guy, it was Damon Alburn of Gorillas, or was it Michael Nyman? For, where does Gattaca fit in? I don't understand. <laughs> that's what I don't know. That's the only thing I'm not understanding here. So you could have to write another email. To clarify this, okay? Um, I rejoiced in your bashing of Pat Robertson and other homophobes. Really, I just enjoyed the roundup of recently dead celebrities. Mike, I believe the hardcore band you were trying to recall was Cattle Press. Oh, yeah. Right, Steve? Cattle Press? That makes sense. Yeah. Well, good job. That's right, Travis. Steve. What about my what about Coalesce? Are they in there, too? Is that no, part of the same No, that's more like... They're a little bit... I would bit. call that... Um, what would you Post call it? Some Zeppelin cover band. Yeah, they, oh Co yeah, Morgan Co Lake album because they did a whole they did a whole Led Zeppelin like cover album, yeah. Oh, but that's okay. like um, it doesn't. I don't give a fuck about this shit. But I guess you Casket would say lottery? it's like yeah, that's well, that was borderline emo slash. Uh, okay, I don't want to use the word metal. It's like what am I missing here? There's a word I'm I don't missing. know, but it is kind of hardcoreish metal post. Yeah, that's why it doesn't right? even matter. Who cares? Post hardcore. Why? You're right. Post hardcore. Something. Pull your head out of your ass. Post industrial. <laughs> this is why I hate fucking subgenres of music. Rust Belt? <laughs> I agree, Luke. And I, Luke, I completely agree with you. I think that stuff is just so that people can have jobs writing about it. And if it employs people, <laughs> yes. that's fine. That's fine. Yeah, uh, no, Steve, that's cool. Yeah, good for you. Steve, my memories of us watching HBO Spawn at my house and having normal interactions with my mother are now that much sweeter. <laughs> 
Oh, also, yeah. to, <laughs> also to learn that Liberty you, was Teresa. A, Teresa! <laughs> Pull your head out of your ass. Uh, awesome to learn that Liberty was a fan of Snow Crash. <laughs> <laughs> I've was. never read it, but it was just nice to learn something new about him. Lastly, I'll leave you fellas with a scenario to mull over. Oh, boy. Here we go. Settle in. You're going to spend a day and most of the evening with one Mr. Werner Herzog. You can do whatever you want in whatever city you want. The only rule is that you must hold hands at least once. How will you spend your day with Werner? <laughs> okay. um, boy, uh, I'll, Luke is the resident Werner guy here. I'll turn it over to you. Hold hands. So just just hold hands once for. Okay, didn't says. specify. Didn't specify how long. No, he didn't at all. So if you make um, hand oh, clasps okay. and lock, then you can release. I guess that's it. But usually holding yeah. hands is expressed by the flow of holding and walking. So maybe that's a five second uh, stint. Uh. <laughs> okay. Okay. Where I go, where I immediately want to go with this is, I'd like to be on foot somewhere that's a big thing for him i feel like that would put him in a good place he'd be happy i feel like doing anything with him in the city would just be aggravating and fucking annoying like everything i wanted to do he'd probably just shit all over it and be upset <laughs> and probably make me like uh just feel bad about myself for like not just appreciating like a bag of chips on a sidewalk so, Why don't you guys fire up an NES? Would that be fun? You and Werner play some NES, you know, play some Contra or something like that? I I, I honestly couldn't see him uh, participating in any of the activities that a regular person <laughs> in this modern age might want to do. Uh, so here's here's what I I would want to somehow get into a situation. <laughs> <laughs> I know the cheat code for Konami. Up, 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 down, down, left, uh, right, A, B, whole day start, something like that. I want to get somehow get him into a position like maybe I'd have to like um, push him over like or like kind of like nudge him out of the way or something while we were trying to like cross some kind of small like hole in the ground or like a ravine so that he would have to reach out and grab my hand for support. That's what I would want. He grabs me. And then uh, and then he would just say a very polite thank you. And that would be it. That's probably <laughs> the only words we would have. We could well, maybe walk for hours. Maybe you guys could raise chickens together. The enormity of, of their flat brain, the enormity of their stupidity is just overwhelming. You have to do yourself a favor when you're out in the countryside and you see chicken. Try to look a chicken in the eye with great intensity. <laughs> And the intensity of stupidity that is looking back at you is just amazing. By the way, uh, it's very easy to hypnotize a chicken. Uh, they're very prone to hypnosis. And in one or two films, I've actually shown that. I love, how he, I love how he challenges the chicken. Like he's really taking him on as like a, like, like a conquest. Not I have asked it. He's, he's fucking <laughs> you know, smooth-brained, oh murderous animals. <laughs> the enormity of stupidity. Yet he just he can't he can't stop himself from trying to hypnotize a chicken just to prove <laughs> it. I'm gonna prove to you how stupid this chicken is. 
For twenty dollars, I will call this guy a chicken fucker. <laughs> let let the chicken be, man. It's basically food. Oh, just walking. Oh. It's walking food. Well, I, I oh uh, my god, his, that was his, you said uh, it, Steve. Do you, you have anything you'd like to add to this? Uh. Sure, I'd uh, I'd hang out with Werner. We go to uh, we revisit the cave of forgotten dreams. I don't know what that That's is. A good one. Uh, it's a documentary about the cave paintings in Lascaux, France. Spread it on. Okay. I think there's. I think he was granted access to the actual cave, but I think they made like a replica cave on site, so like you can go next door to a cave that didn't have paintings or something. I don't know if that's true or not. I think I just heard that somewhere. Uh, also the what happened? First movie he did in 3D, if I recall. Want me to punch inside your face for free? I don't really know how that would work, but. I don't know. Anything. Apparently, shot it in 3D. Might have so, yeah. Yeah. And we'd we'd hold hands so that we didn't touch the cave paintings. Got to remember to 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 keep them pristine. Oh, that's nice. Archaeology 101. Well done. That's really respectful. An exciting time to be alive right now, Werner Herzog. I wanted to bring up the fact that uh, somebody died in a submarine. Does anyone care about this? Or is somebody? it really fucking hilarious? The All reason five. they died is because the guy who runs it, who was in the sub and instantly dissipated, was a fuck-up, and he killed himself, basically. I think it's fucking hilarious. Fuck that guy. It sucks that the other people had to go out like that, but this guy cut corners, and that's what you get, motherfucker. Yeah, yep. my, my naivest thought, and I, I'll turn it over to Steve, who probably has more to say about it because he knows science, but... My uh, naivest thought was that, oh, yeah, maybe this will uh, wake people up to um, the boundless deregulatory state that we have. But, yeah, no. it's, like I said, na naivete. Yeah, the, the guy who's piloting the sub was complaining about regulations because it is actually heavily reg regulated. And he wanted less regulation. I mean, he installed a window on the thing that fucking was only rated to, uh, I think, 1,000 meters, and they went down 4,000? Yeah, it was... Two, was it two thousand pounds, or two? Uh, yeah, two tons. No, the, I think the whole craft weighed like twenty thousand pounds. Oh, in terms of the pressure it could take, I'm sorry. Let me clear. Oh yeah, no, because uh, it was seven inches really of acrylic, know, because right? They, it's carbon fiber. Oh, it wasn't acrylic. No, the uh, probably the viewing port was, but the. Oh uh, yeah, that's what I mean. The yeah. window that. Yeah. The window he cuts corners on there. It was total bullshit. In this sense. Yes. Crazy oh, the asshole. Guy, the guy and they had a lawsuit had in 2018. Somebody else had sued them, one of the guys who worked there. He would like call them out, and then he settles out of court, and nothing changes. Fucking NDAs and settling out of court. It's fucking... Oh, it's awful. It's so stupid. Insanity. Yep. yep, and it's... Sorry, Luke. It never fucking changes. Oh, my God. It's just a... It's a perfect microcosm. Like, uh, However, for once, like, the poor people aren't crushed, uh, and, you know... Instantly, Yay! this actually happens to yeah. It happens to the people that actually caused most of these fucking problems in real life. So yeah, I'm and this sure guy's I, his yeah. name's Stockton, by the way. Fucking with a classic rich person's name, Stockton. Did you see the nickname? Stockton. Yeah. Oh, Stockton. Are we ready to port today? Are we ready to show off? <laughs> Give me five minutes. I have uh, fucked around and taken advantage of this vessel here so we could cut corners and save money <laughs> and I could eventually implode myself in five years. <laughs> Goodbye, Steve, Stockton. Wasn't there, 
aren't there also different like uh regulations based on like where your where your ship is um like like where you go off into the water like which waters you're in uh because i i got confused um hearing i don't know different stories about what legal body uh was governing like the section of ocean that they were in oh because i'm it, not sure yeah. is it international waters or not it's international waters, but that's also more complicated than just international waters. There's like governing bodies. Because it's Titanic. It's got to be some type of historical place as designated by somebody, I assume. Yes, in uh, New York. Oh. So it comes like out of New commission. York. Okay. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, I'm not sure if that was... I, I had nothing to say about that. I was just kind of curious, but... man, I, yeah, you know, I love I, that tweet that the, uh, that the girl wrote that was... Uh, you know, if I was a billionaire stuck at the bottom of the ocean, I'd simply pull myself up by my bootstraps. Hey! <laughs> it is. That was hard. That was also, hard his uh, wife, this is minor details, but his Stockton Rush's wife was descendants of Titanic, uh, people on the Titanic, ancestors. So. Oh, oh so fine. he went to go meet the parents, I guess. This is a tragic <laughs> flaw. He you fuckers! See you he in fetishized. hell. Yeah, he fetishized it. Yeah. See you in hell. I will see you in hell. I will be there. <laughs> Pull yourself up by your bootstraps. That's great. Well, it's nice when rich people. I don't give a fuck. When a billionaire dies, it's sweet music to my ears. Get fucked. Exactly. I, I really. I don't care who hears that. You guys can post that around the world. I stand behind it one thousand percent because there's more than enough money for one human that you don't need all that money. It's just fucking greed oh. at its worst. Oh my god. <laughs> what cracked me up today is I, I. It's a natural search result, so I'm guessing this technology has been out there for a long time. But you know how, like, you go into your newsfeed and like it'll queue up certain stories based on the algorithm, et cetera, et cetera. Um, there was one from like Smithsonian Magazine that was like perfectly rendered 3D Titanic um, to view. Like, so it, the technology has been around for a long time. You could easily view this thing in in 3D or whatever without, you know endangering uh you your life and the lives of others uh but it was just so bizarrely timed that that was in my news feed given that this news story is out there it seems sadly like an accident um usually those types of search results are suppressed but didn't need to go down there uh to begin with it's kind of hilarious but Fucking egos and uh, arrogance. That's all it is. That's what. That's one how you guys, get to that place. The other, uh, the other billionaire on there had already done the SpaceX flight or the uh, Bezos oh. flight or whatever, <laughs> like into space. So Bezos is blue that. dong. <laughs> Crud ups blue dong. <laughs> Bezos is blue balls. <laughs> we saw the Watchmen, and that's all me and Steve would say for a few years was Crud ups blue dong. Crud ups blue one. Crud ups blasted blue dome. <laughs> that's a thing of beauty. Got a hanger, start, Serge. When he turns into a giant, though, that's what we should have. He, he wears underwear for that when he blows up Vietnam as a giant. Should have turned that thing loose, man. Use that blue dome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. I mean, swing it around and a, take out a helicopter. <laughs> Sucks that there's. You could helicopter the helicopters. Ooh. Oh. 
I think it sucks that a you know kid, he's a kid, right? He's someone's kid on there died. That's not cool, I guess. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, but he was a billionaire brat. So oh, oh, well, he was like the him. son of one of the billionaires. So probably oh. wasn't going to turn out great anyway. Oh, we know exactly what he would have turned into. You're right. Never mind. Yeah, take it Another back. Billionaire fail son. <laughs> My failed billionaire son is not going <laughs> to live to be a scumbag billionaire who exploits the masses. Yeah, <laughs> not right. There's justice in the world. On any given day, something can actually go right for the rest of us. So, you know. God damn this song. Fuck. <laughs> oh, this is supposed to, I thought this was a... Uh, wait, let's see if this happens. Stand by. I think I got the right one. <laughs> oh, God damn it. I think I need more water. I'm cramping up my life. <laughs> Fucking hot cross buns. <laughs> oh, it's so fucking stupid. <laughs> I missed that meme, apparently, but uh, I heard there was a song, so I had to find it. I never saw that one. Anyways. Oh, my God. Have you guys seen um, Roy Wood Jr.'s uh, stand-up where he talks about Titanic? No. <laughs> he said the whole movie's about... Some woman who got she got a dick so good she went out to the ocean to say goodbye to it. <laughs> Titanic is basically a movie about an old lady who got some dick so good <laughs> that she went back out into the ocean to say goodbye to it. <laughs> oh, this guy was. That's pretty much the movie. He was in confessed flesh. Go back and watch Titanic. The whole thing is a flashback. It's a 90-year-old lady, and she's on the bow of a ship. The whole movie's a flashback. It's a 90-year-old lady. She's looking out into the water, and then it flashes back to everything that happened on the ship. He drowns. She lives. They come back present day, and she's looking out into the water, and then people are coming up and talking to her. Ma'am, are you, are you thinking about all your friends you lost out there? Like, oh, no, baby. I'm thinking about that good dick that was down there. <laughs> Some good dick under that water. <laughs> <laughs> Right here, 70 years ago. This is where I got my back beat out. Did you know that? <laughs> right here. That was funny. Good call, Luke. That guy was in Confess Fletch, and he didn't do anything funny remotely. He no, was deadpan was in the whole garbage. movie. Oh, I liked that it. Movie I liked was it. So I didn't bad. think it garbage. Why is it garbage? What? Uh, I Why couldn't it... finish it. I, I I didn't get a laugh out of it the first hour. And oh, I didn't get a lot of laughs. I, I, I just thought just it was entertaining. I didn't laugh it. much. I didn't laugh much. I thought it was entertaining, though. I thought Ham was... Uh, I liked watching Ham on screen. And I had no idea that Roy Wood was funny. He plays the deadpan detective in that movie. I had no clue. you never seen Roy Wood before? What? I hadn't, he's on I Daily really, Show and shit. He's, he's I never watched the like watch Daily Show, ever. That's not a show I ever watched. It's uh, one of my favorite podcasts, too. It's on hiatus now. Oh, that's right. He's trying to get the, the, the job You with, told uh, me about it. Yeah. Yeah. He's he literally going to get the host job. Yeah. That's yes, the job stuff. Because we were talking about all the jobs I had. That's yeah, right. Royce I job that. fair is the name of it. Yep, I definitely recall that. Okay, yeah. I'd... His sta- his stand up is, it's like perfect. I think he's just like a perfect. He just knows how to tell a story. He knows how to tell jokes, and he's perfect at it. He did the uh, correspondence dinner this year too. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, he's he fucking hilarious. That piece of trash. I mean, yeah, he's it was hilarious. It's like a, a little. Obviously, he's he veers more on the liberal side than we do, but perfect. He's still funny as hell. And he again, was, that was funny. Joke teller. I liked it. Oh I liked my the god, cadence. He, I liked the style. Um, I remember and, I listened to that pod and I had a few laughs. I just hadn't seen his face, so that's why mm-hmm. I recognize him. And he hosts. Um, he hosted the show. I think it's over now. It's called "This Is Not Happening." It's a, it was a YouTube YouTube show. It was a Comedy Central like sponsored YouTube show or whatever, where like comedians tell stories about things that actually happened in their lives. And Jim Brewer tells a fucking hilarious one. Um, Roywood Junior tells like three or four different stories. They're all fantastic. Isn't Jim Brewer in the same camp as like Rob Schneider and Jay yeah, Johnston? Yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. He was a massive. <laughs> oh, he just uh, his last his last fucking stand up was a screed against fucking Fauci and like vaccines. The whole <laughs> like he did yeah. the whole fucking set on that because I always found yeah, it was, this like, fucking like, stoner is like I did yeah. the science. Oh no, he's <laughs> he stopped smoking weed a long time ago. Which is I'm guessing when he became oh. totally serious and deeply unfunny. Curious how Fauci has had he's had quite a life publicly. And all of all of his terrible efforts with AIDS have been just disappeared. But I mean the guy is not some hey, I know everything. I'm Fauci. Like he's not some righteous dude, in my opinion. I'd think he's a human being who's clearly fallible, obviously. And the whole AIDS stuff never sat well with me. And it's doesn't I don't I don't forget that. I know he tried to make progress and turn the corner after the fact. So maybe that forgives it, but eh, I don't know. I don't know. How long ago was it Jim where Brewer, he had, how long ago <laughs> was it where he had an entire lab dedicated, like not maybe the whole lab wasn't dedicated to it, but you're putting fucking beagle puppies into uh, glass cases with their heads uh, locked into like a glass cube where like fucking flies were just eating away at their faces and they cut their fucking vocal cords so they wouldn't have to hear them yelping. Why, who's doing that? Fauci did this? Fauci, yeah. It was, oh, a, it was a fucking science lab. I'm not even sure what they were fucking studying. That's fucking I think brutal, I remember man. trying to figure it out and being like, I don't know. Wow, what. dude. Oh, are you kidding? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Live fucking puppies, like, having their faces eaten by flies. Jim Brewer, like, is super into metal, and he actually used to be funny. He did, but you're right. He's lost. He's gone super into just, like, the Ted Nugent territory where yeah. you're not getting any type of... No one's going to listen to you because you just are ranting and you're not listening to other people. He doesn't have a television. I heard him on uh, the Drew and Mike show a year ago. They had him on because he was doing a comedy show in town. And the guy was just like nonstop on what you said, Luke, except it was more detailed on every, like, what oh, should God. we call it? QAnon well, points like, or alt-right points or like, yeah, or just like everything's a conspiracy. Shit. Not even that. It's just like everything's a conspiracy. Trust nothing whatsoever. I... I can understand that point of view where you don't want to trust anything, especially in today's world, but it was just off the wall. There was no nuance to any of it. And he, it was, it, I used to make me laugh. I, I thought Goat Boy was funny when I was 16. I did. I laughed. <laughs> <laughs> Most 16-year-olds thought Goat Boy was pretty funny. but Yes, you goddamn right we did. Yeah. I, I even found his like stand-up from like 10 years ago fairly, fairly funny. I mean, yeah, entertaining, but... I don't know, I man. Apologize, you rat <laughs> The wrong people get, trying to get too serious about things. It's just like, dude, just stay in your lane. <laughs> Big mistake. You're shut up and dribble. Mil- you're a millionaire. <laughs> what are you complaining about? Barkley, shut up and jam. That game sucked, cool. by the way. That was a that shitty game basketball game. That did suck. It did suck. It was terrible. Barkley's great, but 
no quality basketball games on Charles Barkley as the face of it. Um, you know, we have this thing called show notes and we never stick to it. So I'm actually looking at it and following along. We did Ocean Gate. We could check that off. Well, which one do you like to go to next? We could do Tom Gores makes billions by exploiting phone calls of prisoners. We could do Cornell West runs for president. Uh, we could also do MTG advocates pardoning Assange and Snowden. Uh, we got a whole Missy Shore versus Jerry Seinfeld beef. Very interesting dive into how comedy kind of took hold in this country over the last 40 years, stand-up comedy in particular. Uh, Live uh, PG. McD. Oh! I, we definitely got to get to that. <laughs> what, Jason McDonald's dong? Jason Alexander's Mickey D dong? <laughs> uh, beefy McD. Beefy McD. Um, I would like to mention real quick, because I thought we should talk about it because of the way it's being set up and how we, all three of us, I think it's fair to say, I can say we, we recognize the country that we live in and it's many, many shortcomings. But this golf thing with the PGA and how Saudi Arabian Sovereign Wealth Fund you know, when the live tour was a offshoot of this and now they bought a, they bought into the PGA. So it's basically run by their money and somehow the Saudi Arabia is the worst place ever, but we're a great place. And I just think that's a way too binary or simple of an argument when it comes to this whole thing. We've been giving them money so they could fucking uh, commit genocide in Yemen. This is what Steve was talking about. Like two episodes ago. Yep. <laughs> his, bro his brother was like, I didn't know there's a war in Yemen. <laughs> yeah. That's the war we're funding. So we're already giving them money to fucking and actively helping people. Them. Yes, because it's U.S. support that uh, supports the fighter jets that we sell them. That yes. they drop the fucking bombs, Thank you, starving friends. people. Your honor is great. Exactly, and people use the easy target, which is fair. It's a fair criticism of society in Saudi Arabia and how women are treated, homosexuals, all that shit. That's legit. But then we look at our country like we're higher and holier than thou. But look at all the fucking things we've done to our own people in this country and throughout our entire existence. It's not. And in every other country. Yeah. yeah. Worldwide. We're paying. Dude, we're paying the natives. For yeah. So. We're paying for the opprobrium every every other place in the world. I don't want to uh, do what so. about. I don't want to do what about. I think what about is very, very low end shit. I know. That's but not it's what not. But okay. I don't want it. It's not what about isn't completely, but right. it's what people do to make this argument. That's where it comes in. We're not doing that. I don't want to do that. Okay, so what you were saying is you're wondering if it matters that they're getting involved or buying up the PGA. What, what's going on? They're, they're um, yeah, they, flexing they basically their dollars. It. Oh, billions. are They're bringing in billions, and the PGA is accepting it. And then other people are saying that now this will lead to, you know, Saudis buying into NBA teams, MLB teams, uh, tennis, all that Hilarious. stuff. It's like yep, opening yep, a yep. Pandora's box. They'll all forget box. about it in two weeks. Oh, they'll all forget about it in two weeks. Of course they will. But the point that it won't get forgotten is if the Senate blocks it, if the Congress, which we know, we all fucking know, Congress doesn't do shit, except the only thing they would do is if it was in their immediate financial interest to actually block something like this. I actually, they wouldn't do anything for us. They wouldn't make a bill that would help people uh, have more security no. in their lives or anything at all whatsoever because they would never do that but they would stop this i could see him doing that uh i could see him doing that um only because but does it matter aren't high does the it stakes matter? aren't high for congress in this one and it could be it's an easy signal you know just a patriot 
signal. My main question here is, does it matter, guys? That's all I'm asking. Like, if Saudis have money in these sports, how does that are change anything about our system? Are they our money that we give them? Are they using, exactly. It's like, are they using the money that... Are they selling the jets and the bombers uh, and the missiles, and then they're <laughs> using that money to buy the PGA? <laughs> I don't. I don't think it matters. Yeah, sounds like they're very tight. Finger cuffs. What's what's a bigger waste of water? Golf course or like <laughs> stop the water stop. cooling like Chat GPT servers right now? <laughs> I'm going golf course, man. I like Chat GPT. I get. I got to thank you. Shout out to Chat GPT this week, by the way. No, wrong. This one. Shut there we go. They wrote my cover letter for me for my potential job. Thank you very much. <laughs> oh my God. There's nothing worse than writing a cover letter. It's hell on earth. Especially when you got to do it 80 times. I thought Jesus you said Christ. they gave they gave you a call out. <laughs> my first thought yeah. was like, well, how, how many questions Jet are you GPT asking is reaching these people? <laughs> hey, are you like, you've, 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 you've trained our AI more than any other individual citizen. In the last six months. <laughs> well, there's shit tons of employers that use uh, algorithms to read cover letters and resumes, too. So this will just be AI fucking talking to itself. And it's not <laughs> yeah. even AI. It's fucking <laughs> yeah. machine learning, but it's not in any way AI. <laughs> That's fucking hilarious. Great. That's what this whole country will become, a bunch of machines talking to each other. About the most basic banal and shit no fucking on Earth. fresh water left because like <laughs> the only thing that matters is collecting data on people and then using it to fucking take their money away somehow. Come to Michigan, oh settle in the ultimate battle, the final war. It's going to be fought here live. It's going to be great. It'll be a big showdown. <laughs> Anyways, I brought that up. Nobody seems to care. That's fine. And, I was just curious if it mattered. What in the hell is it? By your guys' response, obviously it doesn't matter. I just, and that's fine. Yeah, I, no, I, I can't find. I fucking I give can't. a shit about golf. I can't seem to care. Oh, it's yeah. not about I, golf though. I'm just talking about the, you know, Slipping, you know what I mean. The, argument, yeah. This dynamic about yeah, these two countries and which one's worse and treats oh people God, poorly. And then all, does it matter? Does it matter if their money infiltrates American society when they're already already combined? The world is globally connected economically so it's just a bunch of bullshit in my opinion i just yeah. yeah what what entity owns us it just doesn't matter i mean it's it's, it's gonna be capitalist enterprise anyways okay that makes sense uh, it all it all, it all functions with the same fucking logic what was the other one you want to go back to i'm sorry was it the which one you no, no need to go with... back we were just going through the no. thing we were gonna we, oh Sorry. Yeah, of all those I just listed off, you definitely you said something. So go ahead. Oh, I said definitely. We got to hear the like hot McDLT song or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> or the guy, Seinfeld beef. Line. Maybe you could you could talk about Seinfeld beef. I, I don't. I'm not familiar with the um, Mitzi Shore and the Seinfeld thing. Yeah. I meant to like look that up. I sounds familiar, but there you go. Stand by. Is this? See, you're getting tired of lettuce and tomato hamburgers in this town that don't quite make it. Yeah! You this say that the just once you'd like today. your hamburger hot and your lettuce and tomato cool and crisp all at the same time. Yeah! Well, I say you got it. I'm talking McDonald's new lettuce and tomato hamburger, the McDLT. I'm talking quarter pound of beef on the hot, hot side. And the hot stays hot. The new McDLT. Hot, hot. Crisp lettuce and tomato on the cool, cool side. And the cool. Stays cool. The new McDLT. The cool crisp. The beef stays hot. The cool stays crisp. Put it together. You can't resist. The hottest taste. The coolest dish. Keep it hot. Hot. Keep it cool. Cool. 
McDonald's could be the best tasting lettuce and tomato hamburger ever. You guys have no idea. If you're just hearing the audio, you've never seen the video. There's a ton of people dancing in that video. It's like a it giant like music video. West Side Story. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Looks like flash mobs. It's hilarious. Wow, that's great. That is so fucking funny. <laughs> and also, hearing the tempo on that song, I swear, a lot of 80s pop songs just had that same tempo. Like the, uh, It reminded me instantly of the Beverly Hills Cop song. Where he's like hauling ass through town. There's that big chase scene. It's like that upbeat song that was a big hit for Glenn Fry or the Pointer Sisters. It's all the same tempo and it's all sound the same in a way if you yeah. start to dig into it. So, <laughs> but it's still funny. It sounds, That's it funny so, shit. It sounds like a hundred. Yeah, it sounds like a hundred other songs, but you know, it was written by some like some person <laughs> working at. He's got a nice head of hair. Like I said, he looks like the toupee <laughs> that he wears. The episode where he wears a toupee, but it's real hair. Oh my god. Yeah, that was for like 1985. Oh my god! So, nope. <laughs> so that that got me like going down this rabbit hole. Uh, Steve, you sent the other clip, Mike. Can we play that other clip that Steve? Oh, duh! That's notes? fucking hateful shit. I was oh, just wanted no, to, to, god, to show man. the uh, like. All right, so the, the clip that we're talking about is uh, Jason Alexander went on. Uh, what's that guy's fucking name? Uh, Greg oh, Ferguson. Craig Ferguson, yeah. Yeah, and Wait, he, you don't want to play the clip. He, he goes off. You can play like the, the first minute. Yeah, it's sorry. He's he says like uh, cricket is a gay game or something like that, like meaning it derogatorily. And then uh, I was just thinking like, did did you like? Yeah, it would be like the, the equivalent of a, bringing up an old tweet and being like, this you <laughs> for the for the hot beefy McD when he's dancing around in a linen suit. Talking about hot D. So this was with on Craig. Was this on late night with Craig Ferguson or? Yeah. Yep. Okay. It's in the show notes. Uh, Steve's got. Oh, it is. There. Okay. No, well, that's what not. makes this hard. Yeah, I didn't think. It oh, was. it is. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Oh, oh, it. There it is. That is that video. I had it over here on this side. Got it. Okay. Stand by. I thought you were referring to. When he showed up on um, Adam Carolla's show and was talking about, were you Brenton this? Luke? I watched that one too. Yeah, I'd seen that before. And as soon as I read the text, I'm like, oh yeah, that I saw that clip like two months ago randomly when I was fucking around on YouTube. So. Man, it's brutal. YouTube fuck around. <laughs> America, YouTube fuck arounds. Badoo. That's like cricket. Skirball and cricket. Oh, have you ever played cricket? I've watched cricket. Cricket's an amazing game. It's a gay game. Wow. There's a lot of people wearing white. A lot of people wearing white. People wearing helmets for no discernible reason. People not wearing helmets that look like they should have a helmet. Everybody breaks for tea in the middle, and they come on and they oh, tea. and then you hit it, and you just kind of run back and forth yeah. without any rhyme or it's reason. A, it's a cross between baseball and Downton Abbey. Yeah, this yeah, guy yeah, needs yeah. a script. Man. You know how I know it's really kind of a gay game? It's the it's the pitch. It, it looks yes. like nothing. It's it's a kind of a if you slow it in slow motion, it's kind of a. <laughs> You know, it's it's the weirdest. I, I've never. It's not like a a manly baseball pitch. It's a well, it's a it's a, it's a queer I mean, British gay pitch. Well, wow. It's a strange bat too. It's kind of like hitting hitting a ball with a canoe paddle. I don't understand. Have you ever been hit by a canoe paddle? I, I in fact, I have. I have. Have you really? Yes, I have. Why? I was in a terrible canoe accident in my teens. Really? No one cares. Uh, dude, it's crazy. Uh, like. 
in that clip is much longer too. It's like it's his interview is like seven minutes long or something. It's from 2012, like by the way. Yeah, from 2012 in less than eight minutes. <laughs> I just made. I had to make notes. I'm like, dude, how many insults are here? And I missed like probably ten of them. But like he somehow manages to insult, belittle like LGBTQIA's uh, British people, British athletes, global athletes too. Uh, cricket players are not. They're no slouch in bed. Uh, calls tea drinkers gay. Uh, he makes fun of Indian accents. He makes fun of people with mental disabilities. It sounds like pretty well worn territory. He makes he makes a a black spanking joke. Uh, he wow. <laughs> he insults the entire Jewish faith. He makes a deliverance butt rape joke, uh, and he insults the host of the show. <laughs> but like like you said, this this dude needs a fucking script, man. This like thank God he was not a. Not an actual comedian because most actors is, do. He is so unfunny. Oh my god! That <laughs> a lot of actors so they start bad. talking. It's a nightmare. It's like oh no, there's no script. This guy's just talking. He thought now. that was hilarious. Oh my god! He, the audience is <laughs> eating out of his palm. He thought he was fucking hilarious. Yep, he got it's off a gay set. game, dude. I crushed that shit. It was awesome. <laughs> totally, and nobody ever corrected him. I'm sure. So. Oh. He and then he's on Corolla's show, and that was like the next clip on YouTube that popped up. Uh, and I don't know. Then I started thinking, well, he does seem to me like a guy who could definitely be like uh, on the Corolla side of the uh, equation. Oh, you know, yeah, I don't know. You know just kind of just like the shitty right wing people, you know, like just the the, sh- the, the people that are people. like, yeah, they're, they're right wing because their whole lives are about like you know owning liberals. Which is easy That's to a do. Shame. That's true. Well, George Costanza was a funny character. Good job, buddy. Life well it's lived. It's true, and but boy, him in real life is nauseating. He's what was that shit dick. show he was on? He tried to do like after Seinfeld. It was a t- he had failed sitcoms. Something like Bob Alexander, motivational coach, and something else was yes. trash. Yes, yes, so bad. It was terrible. Julie Louise Drive has done had a much better post Seinfeld oh, yeah. career. Veep is know. awesome. Yeah, she broke I mean, free. She did it. Even that stupid "I'm Christine" show was on for a few years. I didn't watch it, but I don't know. It seemed like it was better than his trash. It was Bob Patterson. His, that's what it was called. Ah, Bob Patterson. I'm here to help you with well, your Michael life. Richards as long as I got a script, tried, I can help you. Michael Richards tried and did that like detective show. Oh, it was really, god awful. Oh boy. Oh boy. Yeah, yeah. The shtick just doesn't continue to work, man. Uh, once you. you you know, lightning doesn't strike twice. Uh, just cash. Just take your fucking chips to the bank. And get the hell out of there. Do. What are you doing? <laughs> or do not. There is no trap. Uh, Dude, that, that Michael Richards blow up wasn't at the comedy store, was it? I believe it was at the comedy or the Laugh Factory. It's one of yeah, two. was that one of those two? Either way. Uh, uh, you know what? What else can we, we said it just, all on that? Just thing. thinking about the Seinfeld B thing that you were. Oh yeah, so sure. The whole point about it, well, I just thought it was interesting that Seinfeld was completely dismissed by Mitzi Shore. Mitzi Shore, for those that don't know, she ran the Comedy Store, which is a huge success. It's got even more love now because there's a lot of comedians who uh, revere it. Still, Joe Rogan, I think, whether you like him or not, he's gotten a lot more publicity for that place because he's always been there and talked about it in his show the last ten years. And what, what place pl- is that? Sorry, I, I tuned out. Comedy store? <laughs> That's pretty Laugh, Laugh Factory is the 
Laugh Factory is where the racist rant went down. Oh. Okay. Okay. I was looking that up. Sorry. Well, Mitzi okay. Shore is Paulie Shore's mom, right? We all know that. Did She's not. dead. She died yeah, in 2018. We, we use the juice. We use the juice. <laughs> hey, I'm down. I'll put Encino Man on. I'll fire up Son-in-Law. That's a stupid movie. <laughs> I sh- Biodome. I never. I have one I never saw. I never saw Biodome. Yeah. Oh, we'll see if it holds up on Cinema Nine. <laughs> <laughs> sure, they'd love you if you picked that. Trash. Full analysis. Garbage. I want a full analysis. By the way, Victor Wembanyama is officially the number one pick in the NBA draft. He has 12-inch fingers. Yeah, did you see him uh, throw out the first pitch and what the baseball looked like in his hands? I did. I, that <laughs> yeah, was not. It was like great me pitch. holding a marble. It was fucking yeah. bonkers. It, it's hard. We can't say anything yeah. except just go Google the photo, folks. It's amazing. You this guy, he, his is fingers are 12 incredible. inches long. They're huge. That's what I, I, I didn't know if the guy was fucking joking when he said it on the pod yesterday or not, but it wasn't a comedy pod, so I don't know. He's got like fucking everything everywhere all at once hot dog fingers. Yeah. <laughs> his hips, his hips are like where my tits are. It's, it's crazy. His body's just, it's, just, it's wild. It's he's fucking got, wild. He's got tit hips. All Hip right. tits. He he's got a tiny frame too. His hips are very small, so it's good. He's going to get fucked around. He's going to be awesome, but he's, he's going to be, think of, I don't know. A Miles Turner type or some giant thick dude is going to just serve him up. He's going to get served. It's going to happen. But he's. I mean, we just watched the NBA Finals where Joker just like backed Bam Adebayo like a really good defender down in the paint. Like, what's he going to do against Wembenyama? Actually, that's just fun. They'll put a shoulder in his chest. Yeah. yeah, that's exciting. I look forward to that. And but he can also dribble and shoot and everything. So what position will he play? Where will he play? I, I'm actually really excited about watching this guy in the NBA. I'm a 42-year-old man, and I'm, I'm excited. I can't wait to see it happen. It's an exciting time. He's unique. I love unique people, and unique people who can push the boundaries of humanity is fun to me. <laughs> and that's it. I love watching TV, too, because I get lobotomized by it. So it's fun for me. It's like being lobotomized <laughs> by watching television. I love um, unique people that push the boundaries of humanity. <laughs> That's got to be way, like oh, the shit. clip for the, so, the show title. <laughs> oh, Dave Horn is going to get real pissed now. Everyone's going to get real pissed. But it's 9-13, so I assume the Pistons made their pick. I wonder what happened. I have to know now because the draft oh, yeah. is happening right now as uh, we're in progress here. I wonder if they took Cam Whitmore or went somewhere else. The Pistons took Osser Thompson. From overtime elite, six foot five, two hundred eighteen pounds. That means, okay, he's one of the Thompson brothers. There's Amen, and there was Osser. So, Amen went first. Who, who went first? Uh, Amen did. Yeah, thank you. Brandon Miller went to Charlotte, and oh my God, I can't believe they didn't take Scoot Henderson. Wow, this is wild. Very exciting. I know that uh, our resident basketball pal here, Danny Bennett, wants to hear about this. He loves NBA. So, Danny, what do you think of this draft, man? Let us know next week. Hit me up. Hit us up. Pacers took Bilal Koulibaly from France. Okay. Oh, that's fun. 6'8", 194. Traded to Washington, though. Oh, they switched picks. for Washington took Jairus Walker the next pick, and they traded picks? Huh. Weird. Jairus Walker's from Houston. So That was a good team last year in Houston. Cougs. Yeah. The Cougs. Steve Coogan. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, there's a whole beef there where Seinfeld felt that he was disrespected by Mitzi Shore because he never got to play at the comedy store, which all these other people, who even people you've never even heard of, were getting more love there because Seinfeld 
thinks that Missy Shore loved fucked up people. And that created this world of comedians, the best ones are fucked up and they've got all these trauma and problems and they're trying to overcome it by using comedy. But, you know, Seinfeld is a guy who, whether he admits it or not, pretty stable guy, just kind of goes about sounds his like business. He was ad- sounds like he was admitting it. He was? Well, if he said that she only, I, I didn't play there because well, he wasn't I didn't fucked have up. enough issues. Yeah, he's yeah. admitting that he's, his life was perfect. No, well, that's not his the point. His life was fucking perfect. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm sure he's got his own issues and foibles and challenges, but and those it was just interesting choices. to see that. He also <laughs> bought, once Seinfeld became a success, he bought a house right above them in the Hollywood Hills because the Shores lived <clears throat> in this nice house over there. So when Seinfeld popped, he buys a bigger house that's like one level higher, and he comes down every day, sees Missy Shore, and like says something sarcastic, or is like, hey, here I am, and like a different car every day, too. I mean, what an asshole. What a petty asshole. That he still held on to that after he was that successful. It sounds like some Jay Leno bullshit. It does. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, and they love each other too. They. But Jay Leno was at the good. comedy store, and Jay Leno's not a guy that's known for like issues or like being traumatized as a child or had some terrible life. So maybe that I don't know. Um, hey, no, well, yeah, yeah. Let's check and see what's in the dealers. <laughs> this story. This story sounds sounds odd. It sounds almost like you made it up. I did not. Uh, <laughs> I wish it just sounds it. so stupid. I, I don't get it. it well, what just, don't you get? What, what are you makes... having a hard time with, Luke? Let's see if we can help you out. Because it's clearly provably false, right? All you know, like got to do is look at all the people that played the comedy store and see their what their what kind of backgrounds they had. I mean, who is this Mitzi Shore? I mean, is she a fucking psychic or so? Like, what? What? what well, was she had she control. I mean, she dictated everything. She was like. She was the I know, but where did her money come comedy from? Comedy there, because she had inherited the club from her husband. Her so husband. Why didn't they have more? Why didn't they have more like uh, just drug addicts up on stage? Like just immediately out of rehab. <laughs> a lot of those fuckers were. I mean, we could do a whole list of everybody who's ever played the comedy store. And the point being is that Seinfeld had this petty beef, and it was lame. Yeah, but he also that's says, what I mean, it's petty and stupid. It inspired him to be the person he ended up being, is because she pissed him off, which, you know. I think when you look at it, it's something that is manufactured, Luke. I would so that's I would agree with that. I think, but I also think that oh, yeah. I really thought it was a fair point and an interesting point to dissect the reality of oh, stand-up comics are fucked up. And I I thought that was just another blanket statement that happens you know a lot what the, in our society. It is a blanket statement, and it's one that uh, Seinfeld himself repeats all of the time. Except he doesn't say that comics are fucked up, but he does constantly repeat that. Um, uh, that that fra- like phrase or variations of that phrase in comedians' cars getting coffee. It was constantly talking to other comedians about like we speak a we speak a particularly mm-hmm. unique language that so nobody he was else can understand. Don't tell me to yeah, come back. But he's also just self righteous and the the hubris it, like yeah self righteous suicide. And I imagine he was probably like that all along. But yeah. He thinks that he thinks that like uh, everyone else is just like the common man, and um, we, <laughs> I mean honestly, they they create entertainment for us, and since entertainment is the only real commodity anymore, I mean we're all trading our labor and our dollars for it. He also make sure you never let the boys uh, hear you talk like that. He always thinks it's 
He also thinks it's cool to date uh, high schoolers when you're 39. Oh. Well, she was yeah, of the legal age of consent. We have to, allegedly, for legal purposes. We have to <laughs> Jesus that. Christ. When you, have to, when you have to talk about legal age of consent. Well, he's a bitter guy. He'll come after us. We can't jeopardize the value of this show. <laughs> I guess it's a good thing. I guess it's a good thing Holly Shore was uh, a a boy or everything Seinfeld is was not was not a homosexual because I think that would have been the ultimate uh, revenge against Mitzi. I'm a I'm fuck you kid. Yeah, I'm fucking your kid. <laughs> I'm fu- fucking in the puss. I'm fucking Matt Damon. <laughs> okay. That's, uh, that's anyways, still yeah, nobody cares about that. No one wants to see this. It's very disturbing. Uh, all right. Uh, what's next? What about Tom Gores? Tom Gores loves to take advantage of prisoners and phone calls. That's fun. Is that surprising? Tom Gores runs the Pistons. Well, he doesn't really run it. He owns it, and that's really all he does. He doesn't give a fuck what happens there. He could care less. As long as it says, Tom Gores owner, that's all that matters. Yeah, he should have... Uh, wish, wish he had more of a Titanic fetish. <laughs> He should have he been on a certain submarine. That would have been great. I would have loved for that to happen. I'm not kidding either. People think like human life is sacred, and it is of people you like. But the people you don't like, fuck them. Kill everybody. But being a billionaire is inherently immoral, so they can exactly. all go screw. Yeah. That's the true yes. answer right there, yeah. I don't want everyone to die. I just think billionaires need to be held accountable. And really, that's all I'm asking for. It's just a lot of angrony. Angrony! I've got angrony, angrony folks! <laughs> Well, I mean, what what would your uh, what would you take an accountability be if um, being a billionaire is inherently exploitative and exploitation <laughs> leads, leads uh, fundamentally to uh, mass death uh, across the planet? I mean, is the is accountability death because it could very well be? So maybe they were held accountable. Um, you know, just it was God that did it. Oh, and you're an God old hand at this. That's fair. I like it. Kill them all, I say. <laughs> Busted out guillotines before. Yeah, yeah. We got the guillotine. There's a new aristocracy right. with even more control. It's easier yep. to control now than it was then. I mean, imagine how much easier it was to kind of hide out back in 1791. Well, all we've done is we've taught we've taught these psychos how to not use uh, violence in a public square. Um, that allows <laughs> the violence to be hidden. Think about it, chum. Good business is where you find it. And then often it's, of course, it's happening here all the time, but, you know, uh, offshore and, and, you know, while our while we our military is like uh, retrenched in different countries to basically practice fucking, uh, you know, murder, death, kills on the rest of the world until there's yeah, like a, a making real the world skirmish. safe for capital flow. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Actually, what you said there, Luke, made me think of. You know, what happened with Snowden and where we are now is because they just said, okay, what we'll do is we'll just make everybody give us all their information willingly and then it'll be fine. And that's basically what they've you done over the last yeah. 10 years with social consent. media. I'm as culpable. That, is, as that is the perfect example of manufactured consent. It's just evolved a bit uh, from, you know, typical like media, like opinion making it's evolved literally into, um, hey, can we take your data? And then you just hit accept because yeah. you're sick of fucking reading pop-ups. <laughs> what bug? Who are you bugging? Uh, well said. Yep. Yeah. That's a that's a major plot point in the uh, the first of the new uh, 
Black Mirror episodes. I was just gonna. Oh, I was gonna man, say, is that dude. a black? Was that a Black Mirror episode? Okay. <laughs> no show has made me more uncomfortable than that show. It really has. That's hard to do. I really don't get uncomfortable. <laughs> but uncomfortable. I, I actually turned it off one day because I'm like, I watched three or four episodes in a row, and I'm like, I need to take a break. I, I'm gonna stop. This sucks. But it's really good. <laughs> really well I did, done. I did the exact same thing. I did the exact same thing. I was <laughs> like, I felt so icky. I, I felt so icky. I was like, oh, God, I got to take a shower. I got to get out of the house. It was too real, man. What am I doing? It was too real. <laughs> it, was too much. it was too much. It's a it fucking like great watched, show, though. I watched two, uh, uh, what is it, Z, Z Craig Zoller, or no, S. Craig Zoller movies in a row. I watched Dragged Across Concrete and um, Brawl in Cell, Bro- Cell Block 99. <laughs> My people back are out back. there. God wow. damn. It was, Hell yeah. That was five hours of that. And I was just like, I need a, for, I need a drink <laughs> and I need sunlight. I had to like walk you out of the house. You fucking clockwork orange to yourself. I did. Dragged <laughs> I Across Concrete is like the most. Oh, it is such a like, dude, this is reality right now. And like, it doesn't seem false to me, but it's so much of like a painstaking Disaster transport of sadness and truth. <laughs> Horrible, but it's so good. Okay, that's also a good good title for the episode. Disaster transport. <laughs> oh, and you know, people don't know. Spoiler alert! But I never, I didn't know that when I saw Cell Block fighting uh, Brawl and Cell Block ninety nine for the first time a couple years ago. <laughs> Basically, uh, you kind of wait for that, and then there really is a. a well, there's, there's a brawl. brawl. There's a brawl. It's so funny. <laughs> there's a fucking brawl. Oh and it's no! Not it's, like a, it's, it's not a Christopher Nolan quick edited MCU type brawl either. It's very very well done. <laughs> no, it there is there is a there's a scene I I just I can't get it out of my head and it's mostly sound at this point, but I swear to God I you hear the scraping of some guy's bone and teeth on the cement uh. floor. As he just shoves his boot into the back of his head and just like scrapes him across the floor <laughs> like a fucking bug, oh, and man. it is insane. I think it's, <laughs> I think it's amazing piece of cinema. But the most honest stakeout you'll ever see in a movie is also in uh, Dragged Across Concrete. That's how stakeouts really go. That was great. You imagine <laughs> the the foley artists they got to make those noises. Dude, you, hey, know uh, you want me to do what? Was? You want it to sound like what? What is wrong with you? <laughs> yeah. I, did, I said tibia, not fibula. You know, you know they they had some guy who had like all the digital equipment. He was like, yeah, no, I can do this. Some like fucking hipster, and they were like, no, no, we need we need Rodney. And they go out to the woods. The old foley artist who retired years ago because of all the digital shit that's out there. He's like, yeah, you want me to bone scraping on Kanye? I could do that. That's easy. Listen He's so down on his luck, he does he it to himself. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that is the One last recording. Yes. Piece of philosophical bullshit I have ever heard. Oh, boy. Does it sound something like this? <laughs> <laughs> you got the job. You got the job. You got the job, buddy. You got the job. Oh, definitely. B- banana <laughs> telephone repairman? <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! Oh boy. Anyways, uh, those are great. Yeah, those those movies are awesome. I'm glad I got exposed to those movies because they're really just authentic, intense. I've never seen uh, bad guys, if you will, and then trying to figure out who the bad guys are. But the guys who are the bad guys, 
and dragged across concrete who were the bank robbers. Those guys are so they're fucking sadists, man. There's just a bottom line. There's no fucking around. There's no will they, won't they in that movie at all. It's fucking crazy. He's a sadist! <laughs> an absentee <laughs> landlord! <laughs> Worship that! Never. Well, I'm, Mike, I think it's, a, it's, a, it's such a good point <laughs> because you got your typical right and wrong in a, in a, a well-done reactionary film because he... Right and wrong is is almost always going to be about like um, killers and and catchers, you know, police and yep. criminals. Mm -hmm. But in a film like that, you would expect there to be like a left and right element, but that doesn't happen. It's that's why you you have no choice but to empathize with like the reactionary, <laughs> the, re the figureheads of like the reactionary, uh, you know, movement. I guess. Uh, because they are the only good in that movie. It is so, it is so deeply, uh, the, the depth of evil is so fucking bad. It's a commitment. Um, but it's, it's commitment. amazing either way. A lot of yeah. commitment in that it's movie. It's a real commitment. Everybody. Take it as you will. Yep. I, I think what I was trying to get at is that it, it gets away from, it gets away from the, the signaling about, uh, just the, the kind of liberal signaling about politics in general. Uh, it feels way more significant, way more authentic than most most film, most like modern media that's going to comment on politics to begin with. But I it hope you leave enough room for my fist because I'm going to ram it into your stomach and break your goddamn spine. It's kind of like, hey, you want the dirty work done? You need the guy that knows how to. You need the guy that's been to the monster truck rally. <laughs> I've never been to a monster truck rally. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. I've never seen that in person. Well, it's a thrill. It's a yeah, you've been to one? Hell yeah, I've been to a couple. They're great. They're super fun. They're crazy. Oh, shit. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know Phil was into that. Phil should take you when you guys were younger. <laughs> no, no. I went with, oh, you know who I went with? Uh, of course, I went with Petrucci, Carl, uh, Gerstacker, Jonathan. Um, Ten? Did we go? Um, Ken, um, that whole what's the other kid's name? Egerton or something? Eggersworth? <laughs> the, Sounds like a nerd. Tom, Joel Tom Edgerton? Eggie. Joel Edgerton. Is that, no, that's an actor. <laughs> Damn it, what was that kid's name? Eggy Egerton? He's a, a weird-looking guy with big fucking bulgy eyes and a weird bowl cut. Uh, uh, Eric Toman? No. <laughs> Mike Hogan. Eric, if you're listening, uh, you... Um, that was not directed at you. Uh, and then I went with um, uh, Kristen's family. Well, I went with my brother-in-law. Oh, that okay. That well, that makes more yeah. sense. But I was, who's this guy? Who is this dude? I got to know this guy. I, I really need to know. Pretty him. sure it was Brian Brian Eggersworth or something. <sighs> like, well, like, wait, are you talking about like <laughs> that one guy I that just, Morgan used to make constant jokes about? Like uh, <laughs> Bog and... Uh, Oh fuck! No 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 no! Not Bittenschmidt. No, not Bittenschmidt. It's the other of? ones. It was like a. Yeah, I can. I'm kind of drawn onto it. And I can't latch onto it right now. But Bogdansky. Okay. No, not Bogdansky. No, no. Obviously it was not. Like, no. It wasn't like Travis Goodwin and something like that. Um, no. Nope. Although Travis Goodwin yeah, did have a, like googly eyes. This guy was a late addition to our high school at some point, and then he left. But he hung oh, out. Oh, what with, about uh, uh, was it Cam Mitchell? No, no. He hung out with Ben Ben Nolte and uh, Carl. Like he was really good friends with those guys. 
Couple oh. melons in two socks and boggly eyes. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but this is... We're gonna Did have you ever go to later. sleep with Bob Derrick and wake up with Maui? <laughs> uh, okay, well, I, I'm sorry. I, I didn't. I don't know the answer there. Uh, did we get any? Uh, did we not get any emails other than Travis's? That was it. it was, it's been light. We've had Damn. a, a reduction. Where? Hey, Joe. Joe Lowry, where you been? You sent us like 10 emails. We haven't heard from you in almost a month. I'm not happy about it, Joe. Come on. Oh, oh. And Danny, where are you? Well, we want to hear about the NBA draft, but tell us what's going on in Alaska. I watched uh, Insomnia last week. and uh, Right now? So you're fucked. Like, it's just summertime 24-7 right now? Starting up today? <laughs> yesterday? Oh, my God. How the fuck do you do that? I think I got to say Blackout this. curtains? Yeah. yeah See, exactly, Steve. God, this this is doesn't what, feel right, though. Watching Al Pacino and Insomnia, it's like, dude. Have you ever stayed at a hotel or, like, you ever burned when you had to go to bed? You just fucking cover that shit up. Go to the front desk and ask for five blankets. You could cover that shit up and go to sleep. I thought it doesn't really hold up in that respect for me anymore. Like, I got to say. No, it, you know? what he does is he just wanders around and complains about being tired. So yeah. tired. You know, no, I didn't even fucking like remember zombie. that movie. I, Steve, I swear that I think, I, think you, I think we saw it together with a couple people because I remember seeing Probably. it in the theater. It was after Memento came out, so it's like, oh, this the is the theater, follow-up to so. Memento. We were must have watched Memento like ten times at the uh, Okemos apartment. But yeah. oh yeah, yeah um, I was I was with you for that that viewing of uh, Insomnia for sure. Oh okay, well remember Shammy Jenkins. That's all I gotta say. Uh, I think <laughs> Shammy Jenkins. Yeah, Insomnia. <laughs> if if you've ever stayed up, so Insomnia, and I didn't remember this about the movie at all, Steve. I, I hadn't seen it forever. Stays up for six days. To stay up for six days is so difficult. You can't just say that. You can't just put those words out there and say, well, I stayed up for six days straight without sleep. It's incredibly right. difficult to do. And really the only way you could do that is if you're in the battlefield possibly where your life is on the line, so you're so terrified, but you'd really want to fall asleep if you had 10 minutes to just lay down, or you were withdrawing from a drug. And to me, that was the only time I actually learned about the how you could not sleep. I stayed up for seven days once a couple years ago. Because I was drawing from opiates. I could not sleep. It was, and I'm saying that's, I don't say that lightly. So I feel like Al Pacino's character was old, man. He should just fell asleep eventually. It's bullshit. It was just a care. It was a way to like make it seem like he was more out of his elements and he was having hallucinations. And it was just a, it was a bit for me. I thought it was a little cheap. Maybe, maybe he's just stupid. He's just, he's like, no, he's supposed to be a famous detective. She does, you know, Hillary Swank does a whole case study on his classic Leland murders. He's supposed to be a famous detective, so fuck that. Swillery Hank. (laughs) (laughs) Hillary Swank, yeah. She's. She wrote on one of uh, Dave's Airlines. Oh! Oh, Leanne and the whole family uh, bombarded her at TIFF one year. They got this whole story about Hillary Swank. It's hilarious. (laughs) They used to go to TIFF TIFF? every year, Uh, the Toronto International Film Festival. (laughs) Oh, okay. They used to go up there every year to like hang out with celebrities because it was really easy in the early days, like 20 years ago. They'd stay at the hotel where they everybody else was staying. And they got Hillary Swank's autograph. It was she was really nice. <laughs> My sister's anyway. best friend's husband has a, a job in LA that's like uh, he's always like delivering things. And like for a while, it was like uh, taking. Uh, I can't remember what they were, like charts or something from doctor's offices to other doctor's offices. And, uh, but like, 
his goal is to like meet every famous person so like he's completely not shy about like you know doing a doordash and asking for autographs so he takes all these like fucking weird gig jobs <laughs> that's all he wants to do he does that and gamble my son's a line like how do you how do you live like that the biggest the star fucker of all time Oh man, star fucking uh, is the worst. But you know, the <laughs> Ian's family is so wholesome. I understand they were just they were just nice Canadians. So, but yeah, I would not want to be. I told. I mean, when I saw Stephen Jackson, I didn't want to say anything to him. I was like, this guy doesn't need to hear from me. I don't want to bother this guy. <laughs> it's bizarre. It's just a weird. I don't. You met these paparazzi people. They just like get over a boundary where they're just like, fuck these people. I want money, and they just shove their cameras in their faces forever because they're used to it. I guess. Yeah, speaking of uh, Black Mirror. Oh, yeah, we got a good one, <laughs> paparazzi style. Yabba yep. yabba do. When I think paparazzi, you know what it reminds me of, Luke, is uh, Central Michigan and our time there. Cause I was, Why is that? I was exposed to a song I'd never heard, but I heard it like 80,000 times while I was there. Oh, because our oh paparazzi? God. Wait, no. That, yeah, that's paparazzi, a, man. No, no, My, it can't be... No, not Lady Gaga. I'm sorry. That's what I was thinking. Oh, fuck no. That was after, I mean, we were there in 98. What are you talking about? Come on. It was because of Ron, that's my roommate. He's like, dude, you never heard this song before? Like, dude, I haven't. He's like, dude, you got to check this out, dude. This is good shit. I probably don't even remember it. Ron was 95% torso. <laughs> <laughs> he was. God, that torso was... His arms were like this. Uh, it was really weird. He had like this he, indentation in his back. <laughs> wow. He had the human, uh, he had the Bart Simpson body in real life. <laughs> the stick arms and stick legs. Yeah, he did. This guy Ron was my roommate in Central Michigan 98. Uh, he thought he was like a badass weed dealer. He was from Northern Michigan. He hadn't seen shit. I mean, he was like the There's king of no... his tiny boat up down. There's no way, there's no way he isn't dead from like a stupid gunfight over like $28 in weed. I know his name. Hey, if anybody can find him, Ron Haslam. That was his name, Ron Haslam. I've looked for him forever. I've, I just wanted to, because he's such an integral part to a lot of great stories that I just want to, if he was alive. Well, if he was, yeah, or he's in Witsa. But if he's alive. Oh, he's definitely not on social media, which means he's either he's either a full-on fucking drug-dealing king, kingpin. Or he's dead. He's never been on social media. Or he's dead. Or he's in Witsack. Because he's the kind of guy who would be on social media. I would assume he'd be like, oh, cool, let's do it. I mean, nobody's a bump. Kind of. I'm a dipshit. I've been on it forever. Uranus like Haslam. <laughs> That's right. Final season with the Heat. Anyways, this song's great, though. I do love this song. I'm glad he introduced it. It's one thing I can take from Ron. Paparazzi exhibit. Classic. <laughs> Paparazzi! Anyways, good jam. Exhibit. You ever get a pie at Paparazzi's? Never have, no. I got a, I've had Anthony's, though. It's pretty good. It's right next to the Paparozza <laughs> and the Papa John's. <laughs> Papa! Papa, Papa Roach is coming to uh, Papa Roach is coming to the Windsor Caesars next month, guys. You want to go? Cut my life into pieces! <laughs> oh my god! I tried watching their like, what's the show where they catch up with they catch up with them like? Uh, where you been? Uh, some, where are they it's now? Some YouTube? Nah, it's it's some like it's like a where are they now type thing, and the guy is the biggest fucking douchebag. Cut my life into pieces. <laughs> 
Oh boy. Cut I'm my pie into slices. I'm getting a Magic Man vibe on this. Cut my life oh man. <laughs> Good God! Remember how we were talking about like uh, things oh, if, I could, if I could isolate the uh, the can't wake up guy from that evanescent song, oh. I can't wake up. Yep, I'll I'll get on that. Well, that oh my God! Like the guy who did um, remember that that video that went viral? Oh, yep, here we go. Oh God! Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> 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 sometimes it's funnier to let it play a little longer sometimes it's funny to just do the same quick hit five in a row yep. I <laughs> oh it's it's, it's even funnier room. when people are trying to sleep <laughs> oh, oh, the best man. is when is when you play oh. it so many times people start vocalizing with it <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's just, it's just pure conditioning. I'm just submitting them to condition immediately. Finally, we just all give in and because it's funny and we want to have fun anyways. Uh, we did that once. Yeah, it's the thing. Yeah, I don't know. Oh it's the God. thing we do called the feast, and it was a great time. That was that was 2012, I believe. Oh, actually, a good segue into a complete non sequitur. We were talking about our uh, celebrity sightings a while back. <laughs> I forgot about one that I had. Mike, you'll appreciate this. It was Nick Stahl from Bully. And oh, it was yeah! during the week. Hold on. Before you, before you do another. Uh, Mike Kripke's basement? God damn it. God damn it. All right, I'll stop. You're talking about right. Nick Stahl from Meg, Mike Kripke's uh, basement? Terminator 3? Yeah. Uh, Piece of shit? Yes, 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 yes. I love Bully. Uh, By the way, he... Bully is better than kids. It's my favorite Larry Clark film. It's a f- I far. love Bully. By far. I I. Uh, no question um he went missing like there was just some random thing i assume it was probably just like he was probably taking taking a break going to rehab or whatever the fuck uh but he went missing and i happened to see him there was a story about him like in the news i read it was like oh nick stoll is missing that's what? strange in I real life in brooklyn it was in brooklyn yes in real life this is like seeing a mobster you know like out of care <laughs> like just you out of nowhere uh, we went to like a French bistro in Brooklyn, some random place, uh, very cozy, quaint, kind of like a little bit off, uh, off the, like the main drag. And I look right in the back of the fucking restaurant, and he's sitting, he's sitting in the back of the restaurant. He had a couple people with him, but he was right there. And I was like, like Whitey Bulger and Jimmy Hoffa. Yeah, and I was like, yeah. If I had like, if I was, <laughs> if I was supposed to, you know, shoot him, uh, that would have been the moment in the movie. But I, I saw him and I was like, "Oh my god, that guy looks familiar!" Holy fuck, that's that's Nick Stahl. And then I was like, "Oh my god, he's missing!" <laughs> Actually, saw him while he was missing. That was the coolest sighting ever because wow. of all the other context. Yeah. Wow, dude. Pretty wild. I just I forgot all about that. I don't know how that popped in my head here, but Nick Stahl's gonna be a part of some, a next somehow week's the Hillary Swank. Oh, is he? What are you guys watching? Uh, Travis selected at the end of tonight's show, which has uh, not been published yet. This is exclusive, but it's only three of us hearing it, so it's Ooh. not exclusive at all. Because uh, by the time you hear this, it won't matter. You'll have heard it. Uh, we're doing uh, Sin City, so we're going to have uh, Yellow Dong. We had Billy Crudup's oh, Blue yep. Dong. Now we got Nick Stahl's Yellow Dong. <laughs> Fucking Demon Dong. Sin City. Oh, that would there be was a great a... name for a villain, Demon Dong. Dem- yeah, you should work <laughs> on that. Come on, make it happen. Can you draw comics? Demon you know what you should get? Hit up Tom Set. Go find Tom Set and have him do a comic for you called Demon Dong and Holy see what he comes fuck. up with. 
He's got a pretty good Honestly, hand. You know what? The fact that he hasn't been drawing underground like just racist and <laughs> sexist comics is crazy. He could publish that shit on Stormfront and become a millionaire in like <laughs> two months. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, but he used to draw. Uh, it's, drew a pretty, these graphic... it's a pretty isolated community. So you know, remember those things? He drew those anyone. books. He drew booklets that were just like fucking yes, of course. and violence. They weren't racist. Those ones weren't. But yeah, I see what your point is. It's not... Um, well, if we had, if anybody in our student body happened to be black, I'm sure it would have ended up being racist, but all the people in our high school were white. What? Uh, so for some context, what about for Ferrari? some context, uh, for some context, this was a comic book featuring all of the girls in our school, all of the popular <laughs> girls in very suggestive and blatantly vulgar sexual positions he's a good artist man i'm telling oh, you he can draw some fucking incel shit he could draw oh it he was the i don't original. think i ever saw that <laughs> no he yeah, was, this uh, was a... he was he was patient zero if the incels that was senior year wasn't it was that senior year he drew that I don't know if it was senior. Or I think junior, it was, but yeah. it was. It was like I during the. Senior, yeah. It was senior year, and yeah, it was like during the OBP days, and he was it doing, got confiscated. Doing all that fucking wild shit. It did get confiscated. Yeah, that, yes, it got confiscated by the teachers, and the principal saw it. Everybody saw it. Yep. He's a great artist. Though. I still, I've seen him draw. He's a great. He can draw. It's impressive. And the fact I know that he can. His life sucks. Well, that and was he doesn't evidence. have a cool job. He could have made something out he of that. He drew an but... entire comic like over a weekend. He did with yeah, featuring real people with identifiable characteristics. He knew exactly who <laughs> they all were. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, hey, Boy, Dave, if you listen to the show, Dave, we'd love to talent. hear from you. It's uh, is it safe pod gmail Real talent there. You think Dave's ever listened to a podcast ever? Absolutely not. <laughs> I don't think so. AM radio, uh, Drew and Mike, maybe <laughs> uh, maybe the Tom Blake show. AM radio. Tom Blake <laughs> We went right Shot, into Shot it. Shotgun. I don't even think he would watch YouTube, honestly. I'm not sure. I'll have to ask him next to my Sam. Yeah, that's probably be like, true. what, you saw that on YouTube or some dumb shit like that? That's how he... Cut my it. life into pieces! You're right. I... <laughs> Those of you have no idea, we're talking about a friend of ours named Dave. I grew up with him in high school and went to college with us in Central Michigan. Um, he's still alive and hanging out somewhere. Um, I haven't seen him in a while. I don't see him very much ever except at the feast. That's the only time I see him is once a year, really. So. Mixing up some uh, Robitussin and Butane or whatever the fuck. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Robitussin and lighter fluid and ammonia. Those are the key ingredients to unlock there you go. the mystery. That's why Ron... You need to get crossfaded. Yeah, oh, yeah. Well, of course, yeah. You got to bring yourself down or maybe lift yourself up, depending on what your indica, your sativa. <laughs> but I, if Ron was around, he could fill in the gaps on a new perspective from some of those classic stories because he was <laughs> our roommate. It's the only reason I want to talk to Ron Haslam because he was there. And I know he's like, he'll be like, oh, man, remember that one time? And he'll have information for us that could fill in some I'd games. be amazed. I would be amazed at the person, at the drug dealer who has better fucking memory than you do. Me? Maybe it was because you were the drug user. 
Well, is that why your memory isn't as good? I'm huffing like in, you... I'm slamming butane, and somehow I'm, I can remember no, no, I'm saying, <laughs> No, I, I, would be, I would be amazed if Ron had any better memory than you do of those days. It yeah, but, he's, but, but just being a different human being, he automatically just provides a different perspective. <laughs> true. Even if it's not it's very useful, you know? Whatever you remember, he remembers it the exact opposite way. Just yeah. Give us what you got, Ron. Move on. We never want to hear from you again. Email the show. It's oh a at gmail.com. Never call again. Are you kidding? Uh, now that you mention it, I'd like him to be a weekly emailer. <laughs> I would love to get Ron as a regular contributor to his safe emails. That would be wonderful. Ron? I am terrified of what he would write about. <laughs> That's the whole exciting part. Who knows where it'll take us? I can't wait to see what well, these people have to say. The beauty of this kind of memory, Steve, is it's uh, since it's so far back in the distance, it's going to be about how we were all great people and all the <laughs> all the weird idiosyncrasies that that might have implied i don't know criminal activity or uh bizarre <laughs> terrible moral behavior uh, that's all going to be left out of the record i mean guys like him are going to be like oh man remember how fucking cool that was and it was like dude you guys were filming that girl who was naked in the bathtub yeah so you'd be be like, no oh, remember that girl got naked in the bathtub it's going to be that's like one it. of those yeah and that yeah. never happened at all there was never any chicks around it was just all male shenanigans plus of Plus, he says anything. He's a stupid drug dealer at a time before there were cell phones. So, <laughs> you say whatever the hell you want. No, he I meant like uh, yeah. not about the past. I meant what, yeah, I know what you. he must be like <laughs> now. That's exactly what I. I know in the past, if he did a keg oh, stand, it just looked like you stacked a keg on another keg. Yeah, he, from Northern Michigan, and he's emailing the show, and he's forty-two years old now. Says it all. Oh, I completely Dang. missed that. Sorry. You did That's miss that. Bad. That's okay. That's why Steve my fills bad. you in. We're here to help. We're here to relay information. We're supposed to describe things. Thank this you. is an audio format. But I will say Ron did introduce me to Ace Ventura 2 and Nature Calls, and I laughed a lot at that film. I had no idea how funny it was. Ron, you were right about that. Thank you for that. Also, your friend Dustin was a huge scumbag, and I wish I never met him. Uh, but unfortunately, I was exposed to that guy a lot during uh, my one Bizarro year at Central Michigan. Did he rip you off for Taco Bell money? Uh, he ripped me off by getting me into a, because uh, I was so desperate to do anything but actually go to class and work for a living. You know, I got sucked into a bullshit pyramid scheme for like, remember when people would try to, there was that thing for uh, cheap long distance that people tried to get people sucked in on. I can't remember the name of what it was called. It was like, hey, sign up your buddies. Get five more buddies to sign up. Hey, everybody gets cheap long distance. No, terrible. I don't remember that at all. It was horrendous. Yeah, it was totally stupid. But oh my his God. girlfriend was hot. His girlfriend had a great rack. She was hot. Yeah. Amanda. She I had a good her. rack. She wasn't hot, but she had a good rack. I thought but she was know, quite hey, attractive. And uh, Hey, you we, can buy those now. It doesn't matter. Yeah, well, I had braces on. It was hard for me that year. So, you know, I had to just stare at people and hope for the best. <laughs> oh, my God. You're braces. Go to college with braces. get 80 breadsticks. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I couldn't get laid, so I indulged in <laughs> drugs. It was two choices. Well, you either try to dedicate your year of college as a freshman to trying to have sex, or you do a bunch of drugs. Somebody got to do go both. To Fazoli's. Or go to Fazoli's and work your ass off for one day. <laughs> two weeks. Two weeks. Uh, ten days. Ten days. How, ha how happy is Leanne that the, um, that the <laughs> overpass was finished by the time she met you? <laughs> That all that road that was under construction got, got completed. Well, when she met me, it wasn't. That's the thing. But now, yeah, in our uh, uh, true, our second true, our second yeah. life, yes, you rewrite it. Yes, your second fortunate. life is uh, yeah, amazing. 
Uh, all right, I gotta go. I'm gonna die. I'm done. I do too. Tapped yeah, out. I gotta roll. I'm just oh, I guess started. it's my turn, isn't it? You did this. Steve's just getting started. Yeah, Luke, give it to us, man. Well, give us I, something good. Well, if I if if I'm honest, I'm just getting started too. But I gotta, you know, I can't just do this all night. I would love to. Uh, okay. Kobe Bufkin, Michigan player, went to 15th overall. Nice. Hawks. Congratulations, Kobe Bufkin. Go blue. Bobby Cuffkin. Yeah. Bobby C- Hey, Boba. <laughs> hey. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. This is the only this is the only space that Bognar. I Fucking Bognar. Bodnar. <laughs> it's, it's so stupid. Bodnar is just some guy that Emily knew, and I've never met the guy except heard about it over a telephone call once. Here we are. Bodnar. Mike, are you hey, can, you out have nice ass hair. A song before? <laughs> What'd you say? <laughs> are you ever are you able to figure out if we've played a song before? Because I know we've done the band before, but I'll have to go on recall. Um, so tell me what it is. So recall, 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 recall. All right, Righteous Gemstones is back. It's amazing. Oh, um, you love party that down. Show, huh? Yep, and the party down, the new season of Party Down that's on Stars is fucking incredible. I think. I think Party Down is the best show that's been made in the last 20 years. I haven't like, seen the new season. That's fuck, a good show. It was fuck, a good show on Spot of Time. Breaking Bad. Fuck Breaking Bad and all that. Party Down is by far better. Um, and then Boots Riley has a series uh, oh. coming out on Prime uh, called I Am, I'm a Virgo. And has he done anything? Too, so I, since uh, Sorry to Bother You? Has he done another movie nope. since then or anything? No, Sorry to Bother You is his directorial debut. And, that was 2017-ish? Uh, 18. Okay, well, either way, it's been uh, like five maybe, years. You might be right. You might be right. But it's but, been yeah, five, five years. years. He's done nothing else, and that was a great five movie. Years. When it took him seven years to make that because no one wanted to fucking fund it. Uh, uh, obviously, yeah. That makes they... sense. Um, yeah, well, I bet Stockton Rush didn't want to fund it, did he? <laughs> Rest in power. And not so he's, so I know we've already done a coup song. Um we did, yeah, we, we my did favorite do that. mutiny. Yep. But I would love to do uh guillotine. Yeah, we haven't done that. Let's do guillotine by the coup. I love this fucking song. It's amazing. And uh in honor of Boots Riley and his new show, which apparently is uh fantastic. It's also a little absurdist as the uh, prior one, but, you know, a, probably a more exact, uh, imminent critique of, you know, capitalism. And uh, I I just think this guy's brilliant. And I love this fucking song, so. Submersibles, yeah. oceans, guillotines. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's a song by the Death Grips called Guillotine. Just, no, just for, no, no, no. I know. Over, the I know. Coup. I found the song. I'm just giving people some context on other options for guillotine. There's that one by Death Grips. There's guillotine by Chef Raekwon, Ghostface Killer, Inspector Dick. Looks like not full Wu-Tang, just a couple. And then there's guillotine by John Bellion and Travis Mendez. So there you go. Those are your other choices. But we're going with the guillotine by the coup, Steve, Luke, Mike, is a safe pod gmail.com. I think that's it. Love you and thank you.
could have stayed home, just cried and cussed me Or your guns go off if it's time to bust me Or they tanks have time to rust They got the armies turning bullets into gold They got the hookers turning tricks into coal And every time the police kicks in the dough An angel gas breaks dips in the O And even if a D-boy flips in my O It ain't enough to buy shit anymore Sleep in the doorway, piss on the floor Look in the sky, wait for missiles to show It's finna blow, cause they got the TV We got the truth They own the judges and we got the proof. We got hella people, they got helicopters, they got the bombs, and we got the, we got the, we got the Yeah. 